I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? The last show of the new year. No, that's not true. We're going to do another one. Yeah, but this is a really the last one. This is the last this is one. The last one released yeah. in the year. The last one you're going to hear. So I want to say bonjour to all the listeners. It's us, Roast Mortem. I'm Tom of Roast Mortem fame. I just started a new pyramid scheme. It's called Bonzi Buddy. Download it now. XEX, I'm Travis. <laughs> I'm Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Connor. Guys, thanks for making it. All of you. What a year. Looking back. Did we already do this last time? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. We didn't get Mike's hot take on, on years. I mean... Yeah, Mike, I know it usually <laughs> takes a while to think about how your week was, so... How's my year? How's your year? Um, could be better. I'm still poor, so... Oh, well, looking at you, Patreon folks. Yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> Patreon assholes. I mean... Don't call them assholes! No, the ones on Patreon are fine. I mean, the ones that haven't subscribed yet, like future Patreon assholes. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Remove the asshole label. We have to take some pictures of Mike in his natural habitat where he's just out there in the gutter, covered in dirt, and he's hungry. Yeah. He's like Bring me inside. Rice. Yeah. Let but, me sleep in the bed with my jeans on with your wife. <laughs> Mike, your bedroom is kind of like you know when you're in the darkest corners of the internet and you always find some kid in his bedroom and there's like cigarette ash everywhere and like yeah, it's all clean. just garbage and it's like surrounded by Mountain Dew bottles. I got off that shit. You got off of it. You're oh yeah, I forgot. I mean, uh, the blue one I'm still trying to get off. I'm like it's like, Was method- that the it's high like methadone. Voltage? Right. High voltage. Yeah, the vault, yes. That shit is like crack, man. Like that's like when I'm like down and out, and like, I need a fucking Mountain Dew. I'm not a drinker. I'm drinking Mountain Dew though. Mike, <laughs> speaking about uh, cuddling with with uh, people's wives in your jeans, you should just get into becoming a professional cuddler. Honestly, that would oh, be a yeah. good a comfort uh, person. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've been told I'm like a pillow. I'm a fat fuck, so like, like a giant body pillow. People can walk around with a certificate saying, "This is my comfort mic." Uh, he's allowed in stores without shoes and shirt. <laughs> I'd love I'd he can love ride that. for free on this plane oh, because yeah. he's my comfort human. I'll definitely do that. He just sits my lap. Don't you see? I won't be able to fly to Palm Springs <laughs> without him. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go. I have these Bermuda shorts that need to be worn. Sorry, ma'am. We had to put him in steerage with the rest of the comfort animals. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people have been abusing the system. Yeah, they keep on doing it. With people like you, Mike, you know what? I'm happy for you. I'm happy your year was... I'll take that back. Uh, I remember what I did I'm this year. I'm upset about your year. I remember some of it. But you're still poor. That's the point. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. Right. Um, and yeah. since it's a history show, historically we do cover weeks. So, Connor, how's your week? Yes. Uh, my week was great. Like many other people, uh, I celebrated Christmas this week, Yeah, which was fun. Tom, you and I got together, drank a lot of brown. 
Yeah. And I was mostly drinking reds, actually. I had a blast with your family, Connor. Yeah, we had a good time. Always do. I booted twice the day after. Great start to the year, even though it's not the start. You know what's did fucked you, up? Did you guys yeah. sing Chris Corral's? We sang some Chris Corral's at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, it was a little fuzzy. At the end. Yeah, didn't we give me had shit. to have yelled at least. We must have yelled yeah. at a guy named Chris. Chris Krangle? Yeah. Yeah. We yelled at Chris Krangle. What'd you guys get me? Um, you guys you, get me we anything? got you this podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there's actually a hat in the mail for you, but I got an angry letter from the Postmaster General saying that he's refusing to ship it. <laughs> Probably because I don't have an address because I'm poor. Yeah, that's exactly why. Patreon.com. And he feels bad that we're related. Um, Mike, when I tried to enter your address the other day, because uh, I had to send you that microphone, I put your street name in, and it auto-filled West Gilgo Beach before I came out. I'm like dead serious. That's my serious. old stomping grounds. That's why. <laughs> Travis, how, Travis, was, your how was your week? Oh, oh jinx. Dude, you guys oh. owe me a present. We, <laughs> we owe Mike a present. <laughs> we owe Mike a present. <laughs> Give Mike a Dr. Pepper. Have, have some of these roast mortem cozies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a fucking million in my house. <laughs> you can wear, make a hat out of them. Like some kind of 90s uh, art expressionist, uh, jeans-wearing uh, power duo. I like you understand? What you think. I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, that's right. Travis, what are you putting down? It might not look like it, but I am currently in a state of emergency right now because Portland had a dusting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was everything... Mean. I went to go. The, what means I try? I'm trying to be healthy, boy. I'm trying to get swole. So I tried to go to the gym last night. It wasn't even any. It wasn't even snowing yet. It wasn't. It didn't even snow until like midnight. Mm. And then when I say snow, it's a dusting. And they closed the gym. So I had to get up early and go to the gym in the morning like an idiot. Because I don't do that shit. I don't get up early in the morning. Nah, and then they were open. But it's a state of emergency. Dusting, ice, sleet. Yeah, black ice, no joke. Don't forget. Yeah. But you have a vehicle that's ready for that. It's an all-terrain oh, yeah, vehicle. Um, I have a Subarus. But this is one that's in the middle of the city. You walk in there. You, you just know? walk in there. Just but, walk But there. if you had to drive, you could take your blue jean-colored Subaru uh, around the corner. <laughs> and I you'd be fine. It would be fine. You'd be fine. in gym shorts, though. Plenty of traction. Do a, Good weight do distribution. Do a wheelie, especially now that I'm like swole. My arm looks better hanging out the side. Mm, you awesome. look great from here. True. You're looking yeah. good. All right. Um, we don't need to cover my week because I had the same week as Connor. Well, not my week. I just asked you how your year was. Yeah, but then my week was. How was your week? All right, quick. Mike, how was the week? Come on. Well, I went out with this lady. I had a lady friend. Oh, okay, good. Oh. Things are going pretty good. Mm, and then good I was start. like, let's go back to my room. And, uh, yeah, I woke up the next day fully clothed with her. We're both fully clothed, and I was a little spoon. Mm. <laughs> That's there you good. Go. So you had a really so, nice, comforting evening. Yeah, yeah, you got cuddled. I like being the little spoon, I'll say that. That's what I'm taking from this uh, week. How is, tall is she? Wait. She's my height. That's good. Wait, Mike, but also, like, you walked into the room, and what, you just, like, blacked out? Yeah, like, I, I literally was like... <laughs> Were you drinking, like, or did you yeah, just, like, walk in your room, there was, like, noxious gas? I don't and drink. you guys just, like, both passed out. <laughs> no. And then... There was this weird little thing plugged into the wall that kept beeping, but I don't know. <laughs> she, like, she took my drink and put something in it, I think. She just had some of your drink. 
Honestly, what are you guys drinking? Where are you drinking oh, my, Mountain Dews and vodkas? I was drinking some of that monkey shoulder. Oh, okay, nice, very nice. <laughs> what is that, monkey shoulder? I don't know, but whatever Scotch. it is, maybe you want to be a little spoon. Oh, all right. Tom, are you drinking the monkey shoulder Saturday as well? Yeah, I had a couple. I cracked for the uh, special events, so mm-hmm. yeah, I had the sauce this week. That's why I sound like myself, retarded, um, as opposed to how I have been saying the past few weeks. Very smart. Yeah, the juices have been flowing in you again. That's right. Crushing those brain cells. Let's continue with the show, the history part of the show. Connor, I know you've done the research. Tell us what's happening. Who's on the chopping block? That sound? I'm not even doing it close to my mic, I just realized. That's the sound of the research. Paper stacks! Damn. You don't care about the environment, I see. I hate the environment. Never. No, Roast Morton, we want to burn as much rainforest as we can, bitches! Not me. Not me. I'm not a part of this trio. I'm... Well, well in- just, like, just like all billionaires, the person we're going to be talking about today probably didn't care about the environment either. Oh, good start. Right, we're going to be talking about one Henrietta Robinson Howland Green. That's a mouthful. Ah, it's a lot. So we're just going to call her Hetty Green, which is what her most common referred to as. I feel like that's a trend. I feel like the richer you get, the more names you get. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's like you have to keep the family name of the, the wealthy people. Yeah. And then if you get married, you have to keep their name, too. So you just tack them on and on. Yeah, and if you're poor, no one should in their right mind care for you. So why would they stick around while you're just reciting a name? Yeah. That's true. Well, They're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think by the time you're 18, if you haven't accumulated enough wealth, your name should just be changed to Dirt. <laughs> That's my name. Yeah, Dirt on the show here. <laughs> Joe Dirte. All right, so Hetty Green, not born in the dirt, she was born in New Bedford, Connecticut, to a very, very wealthy New England Quaker family on November 21st, 1834. Now, any guess on what the New England family made all their money in around Oatmeal, 1830s? Bitches. No. Mike, Cranberries. get your hand up. No. Why don't you guys further. both go with food? Wait, what, what is it? Oil? Clams? Whaling. Whaling. Oh, Whaling. Whaling. Yeah. I also think I said New Bedford, Connecticut. I think that's Massachusetts, I'm realizing. New England. Anyway. Go well, you know, what, you know what? They're doing it all wrong because if you want the, the whaling experience, you got to go to Cold Spring Harbor Whaling Museum, Long Island's that's premier right. historical place to be. Right off 25A. Very yeah. small. Small There's museum. signs for it. Yeah. I've never been there. i got to check it out. You never took a field trip there, Mike? Oh, you're a, you're a South Shore. Yeah, yeah. We, we go to, like, fucking... I don't even know. Bring in Nathan's hot dogs. Yeah, we didn't have field trips. You, you guys, you guys <laughs> take a bus tour around all the Jersey Shore uh, contestants' houses. This is where Do- this is where Ronnie grew up. Actually, I remember we went on a field trip to Lindsay Lohan's house in Driver's Edge one time. <laughs> the, uh, okay, are oh, you sure that was a stalking session? You went. Uh... I don't know. The instructor was like, "That's Lindsay Lohan's house right there." Uh, like- Mike's Driver's Ed T-shirt also handed them all huge, like twelve-inch lens cameras. I was like, "Here, this is part of driving. Just snap <laughs> pics as we go by." I own that film. I own that film. All right, so Hetty Green, uh, born to this wealthy family, her father was Edward Robinson, and like any good Quaker man in New England at this time, he felt that his only purpose in life was to make money. Uh-huh. Now, this wasn't make money because I want to build a big house, or make money because I can, you know, 
blow it on drugs and whores. It's make money so I can make more money in order to make more money. And then I can use that money to make more money. <laughs> what a life. Nice. Uh, I'm sorry, Travis. What were you saying? I was saying that's a good way to become a billionaire. And as you know, all the Quakers are just all called friends. So you just have yeah. good, <laughs> expensive friends, wealthy friends that all just try to make more money. Mm -hmm. Now, Edward was uh, in business with a man named Gideon Howland and was married to Gideon's daughter, Abby. What a name. And so Edward and Abby had Hetty Green in November 1834. Uh, so, like, her whole family was rich. It wasn't just, like, her dad made a bunch of money. It was, like, her mom was from a big, wealthy family, and this is, like, the merger of these two super families, basically. And her dad always wanted a male heir to continue his lineage and more importantly take care of his money to make more money well it makes sense because if you think about it like historically you know for every dollar a man makes uh a woman makes 70 cents right is that the math the uh, the like wage that. gap not the, not the dreaded more, right? wage. so he's like if he's really concerned about money he doesn't want to just hand the money off and the bank goes here's taking a third we're taking our third you woman <laughs> <laughs> you know, that also, hurts. yeah, I mean, also as a religious family, Jesus hates poor people. That's he true. hates That's you, true. Mike. You're not Thank going to have or or dirt, as we'll continue dirt. calling you. <laughs> I, I thought I really liked Jesus. I used to go to the church all the time. It's great because you can like him, but he doesn't have to like you back. Yeah, it's just the, the way it is. Everyone loves curb your enthusiasm. Larry David hates everyone. It's true. Good analogy. Yeah, you got a good point. You got a good point. Okay, continue, Connor. So when Hetty was only still a toddler, um, her parents had a boy. And so, you know, Edward's finally like, there we go. I have my son. I can forget about this chick. I'm done. I'm good. Uh, but then the brother dies like four months after he was born. So that plan out the window. Ooh. But Edward was not to be disturbed. He still wanted to just make more piles of cash. He once said that making money is the great object of my life. Um, so after the, her brother's death, her parents are kind of grieving, so they just send her to live away, not with them. They just are like, we need our space, so we're sending the two-year-old away from us um, to go be raised by Gideon, her grandfather, Abby's mo uh, dad, the one that's the business partner with Edward. And Gideon was actually a much better father to her than her dad ever was, at least at this point, because he is an old guy. He's got old eyes. And he's like, all right, you're four years old. You can start to read now. Um, so read me all the newspapers, and you're going to write all my letters for me, even though she's like four or five years old. So right. it's just like the moment she can read and write, she's doing this job. Like, so so you, this Grandpa. also happens nowadays a lot with other rich people uh, that are addicted to Oxycontin. They pass their kids off to <laughs> their grandparents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very rich thing to do. That's just good. <laughs> Oxycontin Is that why you... Both. Is that why you couldn't remember why you're a little spoon? Continue, Connor. <laughs> Mike, I'm, being harassed. <laughs> I'm being harassed. So, Eddie was really smart, obviously, that she could, you know, do all this work for her grandfather. She wasn't doing, like, the real work, but, like, still. Reading all those stock reports and, like, getting his uh, papers in together and all that. Um, but she also threw temper tantrums like no other kid. Uh, apparently would just, like, scream into fits of rage if something didn't go her way and her grandfather kind of putting this work in on her is a way of like calming her down because she would just be like all right i'll just read the newspaper all day instead of screaming at the maids 
Very responsible. <laughs> I like that. I couldn't yeah, do it for. We got like what is that? The El El Elvira Elmira, the little baby from Tiny Toons, or fucking Matilda. Angela Merkel. Who's the one on Rugrats? Angela regular. Angela Pickles yeah. or Just Angela? Angela? Oh, I thought it was no, Tommy Pickles. Pickles. But aren't the brothers related? Tommy's dad and her dad are related. Yeah, Drew and Stills. Yeah, Drew and Stills. It's Angela Pickles. Yeah. All right. There Little bratty girls. <laughs> Archetype. Creepy pasta. Look up Rugrats. Ew. Mike, lo- Mike loves that creepy pasta. Wow, well, that's so good. Yeah, yeah I told you. We will talk about it one time on the show. We've talked about it before. I, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we've definitely talked about it enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sober today. Uh, it looks like because you're just holding the mic, it just looks like you've been sheafing on a blunt this whole I time. Wish. <laughs> yeah, you, very blunt. You've got the uh, you've, you're holding it like the uh, fucking Elon Musk style, like yeah, Ooh, just right. Touched by God. All right, so Hetty uh, credits this experience with her grandfather as imparting many of her later business skills and expertise that she would employ, uh, but her temper never really calmed down. And in this like Quaker, tight-lipped society, it always really stood out. Uh, at one point, her mother screamed at Hetty because her friends were playing music, and Hetty just like started throwing like a two-year-old version of a temper tantrum, like they see breaking down in a Walmart toy aisle, <laughs> because her mom was like, "Stop playing music! Like, go out of the house!" And then she just like lost her shit. Okay, you can never have like- kids. When you're talking about playing music, this is probably like, oh, this is my friend Jebediah playing the banjo or the fucking <laughs> yeah. violin next to me. Or it's like, these are like rich assholes. It's like, we're going to sing Beethoven's fourth aria. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Henny, get you and we're your friends off of that pipe organ that's in the house running all over there. <laughs> if I hear that damn hop going off again. It's all very expensive <laughs> instruments. Literally, the kids yeah. are playing these Steinway pianos for funsies. <laughs> So, uh, her parents sent her to a boarding school in Sandwich, Massachusetts. Jeez! It's a real yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, Sandwich, uh, I, Mass. I know where I'm living. Sandwich fucking <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, and while there, she this was her first time kind of like going out into the wider world outside of her like very cloistered New England home. Um, and she met a lot of girls from poorer stations in life. And this is where she was like, oh shit, if you're poor, they just, they don't buy you things. You're just, you just look like this. So I got to save all my money. And so this would kind of always teach her to just like never spend her money because she was afraid of losing it all and turning into one of these girls that she met at her boarding school. Mm. Normies. Okay. I thought, so you, I thought you were saying whoring girls. So I, I was thought like, too. Oh, yeah. no, sorry. Boarding. <laughs> okay. Poor. I was like, oh, whorehouse. You learn that's, how the techniques there. Yeah, that's mm. the way to get rich nowadays. Whoring. Sex work. That's true. <laughs> How's it going? I was on, I'm on seeking arrangements. I'm looking for my sugar mom or dad. dad you, I mean, the dad one. I won't. I'm not. I mean, no sex stuff. Just just hanging the, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just pounding. I, I just want to tell you guys about it. Let's say with that. I, I would say fine. that's a safe bet. And if Mike you want just the details, like rolling you up with a Rolls Royce. Make, like. make that a yeah. Patreon exclusive. I'll tell you what, what me and my uh, sugar daddy did. Okay, it's yeah, just going to be a phone call. It's not like a podcast. Yes. We're just going to call you up and be like, hi, I, I'm, I'm the Patreon person. Hey, give my per- personal number in the Patreon. We'll do that. <laughs> All Mike, right. Mike's, Mike's kink is being called Champ and Tiger. <laughs> I want you to wear the tightest pants you could wear and just let your gut hang out over the rim. Continue, Connor. All right, so 
Hetty is getting into her late teens, so she heads to Boston for a finish, what's called a finishing school, which is basically where the rich kids families used to send their kids basically to learn the last little bits of how to be a rich person in society. Yeah. So it's like that's where you learn what fork to eat for which course of the dinner. Uh, that boy. Right, you learn how to they, dance. That's when they have like twelve <laughs> forks and twelve spoons, right? And like each yeah. one. This is for oysters. This spoon. Yeah. They still in do this. You're gonna eat oh, oysters. Yeah. This is only for oysters that were harvested in the morning. If they're mm. at night, mm. you got to use this fork. <laughs> yeah. you know, they just shot people like that. Honestly, I'm sorry. What the, why? Because they know how to dirt. eat. Dirt. Dirt. You're not going to understand dirt. You're just not going to understand dirt. Clean that fucking dirt. spoon. I, yeah, dirt. 12 fucking spoons you got to eat with? Like, that's fucking insane. No, 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 no. Because the help is there. And they are hired and somewhat indentured. You must keep them mm -hmm. busy. That is your responsibility. Yeah, keep them working. Jesus. So, because Hetty was uh, of the one of the wealthiest families in the area, there was no one that was really of her social standing for her to marry at this time. So her dad is like, go to New York, live with your cousins, and attend all the high society balls and dances, and go find a man. Uh, her mom was always really shy and like not a part of her life at all, because she was just this like tight-lipped, crazy Christian woman who like didn't want to go out of the house, ever. Respect. Uh, but her aunt... Her uh, mom's sister was more of her mother figure and was like also pushing her to like go out and meet someone to marry and like then you raise his kids and they make money for them basically. Um, so she's not really enjoying this though. She does not like the dances. She'd kind of gotten her father and grandfather's taste for business and just wanted to be making money just so she could sit on a pile of gold coins like Smout. Girl so boss, her goal in life. See that was me at any type of block party they pull out they do the electric slide i don't understand how to do the electric slide i'm it's there in the song i'm um, no i'm i'm there for business i'm there for the pie eating contest i just stand there <laughs> arms crossed while you do your stupid dances when it's business time eating the pies i will win yeah but i'm worked up an appetite and i'm about to shut you down how about that you didn't think about that well it'll teach you how to do the mambo number five that doesn't even have a dance all right, now it's getting heated. It's getting heated. All right, let me get some forms for you guys to fill out. Right? <laughs> you know I can't write. Travis, I believe you take the cake and devour it. Yes. Connor, continue. <clears throat> so uh, part of the reason that Hetty had this desire to just go out and make a ton of money was because her father had never really shown her like the affection of a fatherly figure, but just was like, Hetty, the only goal in life is to make money. Like, Let me show you how. She thought that making money would earn her his affection, basically. Um, so she cuts her trip to New York short. She's like, fuck it. I don't want to meet a man. I'm going back to New Bedford. And she starts working closely with her father on like all of his business deals. And because he didn't have a son, he was like, you know what? Fine. I'll teach you all the things about how to make money. First girl boss. First one? Apparently. Hashtag First girl boss. Hmm. Number one, daughter, first you got to buy up all the salami in town so you're the only person that has salami. Second, you got to set up a little lemonade stand, but instead of lemonade, wait for it, you're selling salami. Third, <laughs> you got to put holes in everyone's tires in their car so they have to stop at your salami stand. <laughs> Profit. I, I think I do remember a Little Rascals episode from the, one of the originals where they did fix a tire, patch it with salami. Really? Yeah. This <laughs> is ringing a bell. Oh, well, it triggered Tom you know, Travis. Sometimes, sometimes the classics work. You don't need to change a wheel with, unless if you need to change it with salami. 
classroom. More way, more. Uh, ugh, I can't speak. More than one way to fuck a chicken, they say. Yeah, that's right. That's what they all say. Uh, yeah, yeah. everyone's yeah, been chi- saying that in the salami <laughs> thing. That he's been going off on. See, the funny thing about a chicken is it has a cloaca, so it's like oh. both holes at once. Turn it inside <laughs> out. I'll try that later. Please continue, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so another reason that Hetty felt like she wanted to just ignore li- everything and just go to work was um, because of the fact that like none of her other uh, direct like or cousins, I guess, had kids, or like her, none of her parents' siblings had kids. She was going to be the sole inheritor of her father's mo- money, her mother's, her aunt's, and the grandfather's. Like she was the one that it was all going to funnel to. That's a lot. No. So new uh, country had kind of been in an economic boom, but in 1857, when Hetty is 23 years old. Uh, the country suffers its first like railroad bubble burst with like bad stock runs and businesses are failing and all that. So like the speculation of the early railroad craze has kind of failed. And this is where Hetty realizes that like, all right, there's ups and downs in the market. Always buy low and just sit on it until it's back again. That was her like guiding philosophy. Amen. It's like, I have lots of money. These things are really cheap right now. I'm going to buy all of them, and then eventually they won't be cheap, and then I can sell it all. I like her style. And that was all she ever wanted to do. Never a risky bet, if, basically. If I was her father, I would love her, based on that. Is her name Warren Buffet? What? <laughs> her her great-grandson is Warren Buffet. Really? No, I just made that up. Uh, well, I, I was going to say... Well, the, Author of this book kept constantly bringing up Warren Buffett. Oh, really? No matter what, just to be like, "Look, it's she's just Warren like Buffett." Compar- Isn't like she amazing? It. I I can yeah. never really wrap my head around how much people love that guy. Well, he just has a lot of money. That's why people like him. Well, what people people of all walks of life, like the people who are like, "Yeah, we love communism," and you know, out doing protests and stuff like that, like Occupy Wall Street people somehow still are okay with him. It's like why. He's related he, to Jimmy Buffett. He's a he was he, he looks like Dave from Wendy's. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he does look very grassroots, although he, rich family as well, and he's cheap uh-huh. as hell. He's an old man too. You can't be mad at an old man. I can be mad as fuck as him. I want to be. I want to throw him off a cliff. Yeah, we're all <laughs> mad at Joe Biden. He's an old man. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a CGI computer generated image, so it's hard to throw those <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. You can't really Thank grab you for those ex- things. Explaining what CGI was, Mike. <laughs> I do it for my followers out there that follow me. You know. <laughs> Watching all my politics in three B, three Bidens, three Bidens. There's a red one, one, a red one, and a green one. So yeah, you put the special glasses on. Kiss Makes one Biden. Let's get kiss them kids. All right, let's go. I have dementia. Right. So even though the country is suffering some economic woes, uh, New Bedford is probably the wealthiest city per capita in the world at this point, or at least in America for sure, because the whale industry is at its absolute peak. Everyone's still throwing whale blubber in the candles, basically. Yeah, this is when they used to use every- whale blubber for everything, right? Like, yeah. they'd like, be like, yo, you want to light your house? Whale blubber. You want to mm-hmm. make soap? Whale blubber. You want to make lubricant? Whale blubber. It's a shame that we stopped doing that because now they're dying. I know. Because we weren't culling them enough. And now, and yeah, we had to control their spikes. population, and now it's even worse than ever was. Thanks, so bad. Great, 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 grandpa. <laughs> so, in 
So uh, this is another big business moment for Hetty's father because he sees this and is like, great, I'm selling all my whaling stock because I think whales are not the future. He turns all of his whaling fleet into shipping and cargo fleets. And he was smart because in like a year they discover that kerosene is really easy to get and real cheap and way better than whale blubber for candles. And the, the whole industry tanks in like the next two years. Yeah, right after not, he sold. But not as like cool and rugged though. I mean, there's no, like, kerosene Captain Ahab, like, looking for gas that comes out of the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. There will be Could blood. Be. Might be eh, might be that. <laughs> maybe. But that's not as cool as Captain Ahab with a fucking harpoon. What made a- Ahab fun was that he was, like, borderline senile. Yeah. Like, what makes there will be blood, he didn't like, know if the interesting. Whale was real. It, it's good, but it's not, like, cool. Because yeah. it's too real. It's like, ah. But like when you, what, like the Don Quixote mentality is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So during this time, uh, unfortunately, Hetty's mother passes away. Again, just like a very quiet, reserved woman. Not a huge role in Hetty's life. But she does leave uh, her full estate, which at the time was $100,000. Roughly $3 million today. Damn, girl. All of that money uh, goes to her husband. So now it's all Richard's. Or Edward, sorry. Um, Hetty was like, hey, Dad, uh, I'm sure Mom meant to give me some of that, right? Like, that was some of my money. Like, And then just starts throwing temper tantrums during the reading of the will, basically. Of like, no, 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 that should be my money. <laughs> her father says, no, but I will give you a house that's worth $8,000 or like, $200,000 today. So it's just like, stop complaining. Deal. Here's a nice house. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I dig it. a crib. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, here you go. Here's a sweet-ass house instead of a million dollars. But when I die, you're just going to get it anyway. So why are you complaining? Uh, shit was so easy back then. You can call me Daddy Banks. I'll hold on to it. And as soon as I die, it's all yours. Come <laughs> receive it from my body. I died from eating money. <laughs> Well, can I have the money still? You can come pry it from my dead body that is dead from putting money inside of it. Uh, Gouge it out of my stomach. That just still works. I'll take take my money. Here's a rusty X-Acto knife. Have fun. My skin is tortoised. I need something to do today. Let's do it. Tom, you just came up with like a concept for like a new metal album. I'm shifting a money man. These these metal (laughs) people have picked apart every opportunity to rip someone apart. It's this... What about putting someone together? How about a bringing up album? We're going to bring that's, people together. That's, that's Dave <laughs> Matthews' a unity band. Album. Frankenstein or Dave Matthews' band. Oh, no, no, something different. <laughs> something different. Something with a little pizzazz. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah, a little, a little Rob Zombie. Put the kids back together, have them walk around. You call yeah. your band Zombie Rob. Zombie Rob. I direct movies now. They're not very yeah, good, but, <laughs> but everyone likes them. It's like Broccoli Rob. <laughs> yeah. Zombie Rob. R-A-B. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hetty, uh, like I said, her aunt has a lot of money as well. And she had once given Hetty $20,000 in stocks just as like a little present. Yeah, for a little being, present. A little present. Being a nice niece. Here's 20 grand. A little piece of shit. Wouldn't that be money. nice? And Hetty knew that she was kind of in line to inherit a lot of her aunt's estate. But she, because of that, was always worried she was spending too much money. She basically would stalk around her aunt's house and, like, every time she saw something new, she's like, why'd you buy this? How much did it cost? Who'd you pay for this? Why aren't you spending so much money? And then 
would try to get like maids fired or try to reduce the amount of staff she had on payroll because she was like, you're wasting all your money that you're going to give to me one day. Stop this. Stop this madness. Yeah, stop Great. wasting my money. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that your feet hurt. I don't care that you need someone to make your bed. I don't care that you're old <laughs> and decrepit, okay? You get one guy, okay? Okay? He's going to be, yeah. He's Just the, one guy. He's the, Just get one guy. He's the foot guy. He's the chef guy. He's your driver guy. He does all of them at the same time. Rub your fucking bunions, make you some fucking French onion soup. We're done with these horses. There's too many of them. You know what? We got a few leftover whales from the old family business. That's how you get around now, okay, Ant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's New England. We'll turn this whale carcass into a sled. <laughs> Fire. Um, so she would spend, like, just days on end uh, nagging her nan about how much she was spending her money on things. And even sometimes when it was, like, if her aunt gave, like, ten grand to charity... She'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you gave them, those, those orphans, you just gave them ten grand to run their orphanage? I don't They're gonna run it into the ground. Yeah. You ever they see that, what happens with orphanages? They always fuck up. By the end of, in every 18 years, they don't even have the same kids anymore. <laughs> they true. can't even hold on to their staff. <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody needs to play uh, in the arms of an angel, the heady, and so she can turn her life around. I'm just saying. Well, unfortunately, no one ever would. Um, she gets it into her head also that she wants to... She's worried her aunt's in ill health and that she's going to die suddenly without a will or without a will that's crafted exactly to Hetty's liking. So she's constantly complaining about this. She's like, no, I want three quarters of the estate. The rest you can do whatever you want with. Again, her aunt is like still alive and doing stuff. And she's like... <laughs> Dictating that it will to her. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, I'm not that's, your piggy bank. That's family yeah. right there. Yeah, right. So finally, her aunt signs the will in front of her. It's going to be three quarters of her estate going. Some of it will go directly to Hetty. Of that three quarters, the other would be placed in a trust for her. And then the other 25% would be various charities, friends, and things like that. She's almost 30 years old, right, at this point, right, or something like that? Yeah, she's, like, in her late 20s, so her aunt is, like, in her 50s. Like, Yeah, her, her aunt goes to the Y, to Zumba, super healthy, you know. And Hedy's there, constantly. like, Hedy's there giving her packs of cigarettes, you know, <laughs> trying to get her to... Hurry up and die, bitch. Oh, hey, why I you, just Why are you spending money on a gym membership? I, I, I bought you anyway. this double quarter pounder with cheese and uh, two cartons of cigarettes. You might want to smoke them and eat them real quick. Uh, Hedy, uh, I, I see that you just got a, 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 a package from Acme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the anvils were on sale. I wouldn't usually buy Funny thing is, this isn't, of... this isn't a playing piano. This is a dropping piano. <laughs> That's why that crane is over there. <laughs> um, so even though she finally signs the will, the relationship doesn't really get better. She's still, again, constantly pointing out every time her aunt spends like $4. It got so bad that at one point, Hetty reportedly pushed one of uh, Sylvia's housekeepers down the stairs after they got oh. into a heated argument. Oh, dang. Hetty uh, always would claim that she just fell. Girl boss. Mm. <laughs> and, I'm not sure about that one. And this is pre-workers' comp. Or uh, yeah. any rights whatsoever <laughs> to the working person. Think so. Yeah. Uh, she's living at the house, you know. She doesn't Ooh. have anywhere to go if she got fired. <laughs> yeah. That's a little awkward. 
That's basically uh, like domestic via like domestic domestic dispute, but for workers. You know, it's what I domestic mean? servant <laughs> violence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of this, Hetty, uh, her father just sends her to go to New York. He's he had been moving there and doing more business recently ever since he got out of the whaling business. Now he's into like banking and railroads. So he's been in New York more, and he's like, "You come down here, come back to the balls and all that, and meet someone that'll marry you and basically take you off my hands." Because I'm sick of you pushing housekeepers down the stairs. Well, Connor, so I'm really hoping. I mean, spoilers alert to everyone listening: she dies eventually, because that's the name of the show, right? She's, oh she's yeah, dead. she's dead. But yeah, like, I'm gonna be really disappointed if there isn't some like ghost stories behind her, like pushing people downstairs and shit. Because we got like a nasty ass bitch roaming the halls, pushing people. You know what I don't saying? think it's it's not going to be her that's falling downstairs later in our story, but it's someone close to her that actually does fall down okay. the stairs. Yes. So yes. there is a little yes. karma come up. Hetty's so cheap, she fell up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. Yeah, going to get pushed is upstairs. Is your last name green? Last name's green, right? Yeah. Not yet, but right now she's Hetty Robinson. There's a Project Pat. You guys know who that is? No. 3-6 Mafia. He's like... He's got an album called Getty Green or Hetty Green or something like that. And every time you keep saying that, I just think of the song and it keeps popping in my head. Maybe it's based on Well, her. she gets oh, yeah, really, really based. rich, so it could be based probably on based her. On yeah. mm. That's after she marries Tom Green. Yeah, that, well, that's a, uh, such a good twist yeah. coming up. <laughs> um, so right at this point is when the Civil War is breaking out. Um, her parents were actually big supporters of Lincoln, um, had... I think they had hosted Lincoln in their home when he was doing like a trip through Ooh. Massachusetts at one point. Hmm. Um, so she's bouncing between New York and Boston. And on one of these trips, meets a man named Edward Green. Eddie. The, there we go. Eddie Green. Did He's going to be our guy. Eddie. Eddie Green. You got that green, you know? Yeah. Green was well-liked by almost everybody he met. He had an outgoing personality. He had traveled extensively in his 20s and earned a shit ton of money while going through Asia. Better than me. Um, so, so Once held up by pirates in the Philippine Sea. Uh-oh. Oh, dang. Yeah. Good so her family real. made it rich off whales. I'm guessing this man made it rich off camels, which are a way better animal to get rich off of because they spit. No, definitely not camels because he's <laughs> in East Asia. So maybe just fish, oh, maybe, or spice. Koi's. They so, live a long time. K two yeah. selling Toyota He's selling He's doing it. He's <laughs> the number one Toyota dealer. I like that. He's actually a big partner with Nintendo at the time. Yeah, come on by, pick up a uh, uh, Nintendo GameCube and the Toyota Celica. Come on down, stay a while, have a seat. You know, uh, nin- Nintendo wheel that you hit with a stick. You're gonna love this. It has a one game on it. It's a wheel, and you hit it with a stick down the street. <laughs> Come get the DLC. It's the wheel, but it's square now. <laughs> Accessories don't include. Does it they roll? Call it the, uh, they call it the Portuguese version. <laughs> <laughs> so during this whole period, uh, Hetty's spending most of her time in New York and, like I said, going back and forth, um, but really just kind of in her father's shadow, um, learning from him, attending his business meetings, you know, getting the lay of the land. She's doing her own stock investing, too, at this point. Uh, she had taken that like twenty grand her aunt had given her and turned it into like two hundred grand, I think, within three years. Fuck just by playing railroad stocks. Like that's her whole thing. She's like railroads. I'm just gonna buy all the railroads I can find. It's like me with cryptocurrency, but it went backwards for me. Hmm. 
It's like me with cryptocurrency, but it went backwards. Yeah. <laughs> the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Mike, lost. you should have inve- invested in railroads because a train can only go two ways. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking straight for some reason. So this is like, um, this is, we're, we're just past the Civil War now. It's like in the middle of it, right? We are, yeah. So right in 1865, she gets engaged to Edward Green finally. Okay. So that's where we're at right now. Is he a handsome looking? You said he was a handsome looking guy, right? He's a yeah, a and like Chad man. She the she was apparently you know not she was attractive, not ugly by any standard, but I her up. you know you know he the, was apparently just like this swashbuckling superhero. There's like uh, there is a threshold. Everyone has it. When someone has a certain amount of money, it doesn't matter what they look like. That's that is so true. The thing is, like she was pretty, but she always dressed herself really shabbily because she would never buy new clothes. Mm. So she'd like buy a dress and then wear it for six years. And like her veils would be like covered in dirt. Like her boots would be like falling off. Bitchy and she's nasty. like, I'm not buying a new one. They these, had, are re- these were fancy 10 years ago. They had been, uh, they hadn't invented fire hoses yet to uh, like blast them. them off real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty uh, ass bitch. Now, sadly, just after... Uh, her and Edward were engaged. Hetty's father passes away after a very sudden illness. Is that sad, now, though? Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, not for her. Another another billionaire bit it. <laughs> yeah, not for her. <laughs> yeah, she's about to get a nice little sum. Um, now, she was worried because her dad had, like, just kind of, after he'd gotten sick, he's like, Hetty, they, they poisoned me. They poisoned me. And she's like, who? Who poisoned you? He's like, they, they poisoned me. And it was probably just an old delirious man talking, but for the rest of her life, she was convinced that someone, mysterious figures, had murdered her father. Well, that's kind of creepy, that's, though, low-key. Someone who maybe started Hollywood. Maybe someone after a little reserve, if you would. I can see it. Just not on Saturdays. Wait, are you talking about John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> yes. Actors. He started Hollywood. Actors. That's who I'm talking Actors. about. So, when Edward died, he was worth around six million dollars, which today would be over a hundred million. Oh my! God. And that's just in like the cash value. So, if you're talking like Stocks. you know all the property that he owned and this like companies that he owned, if like that value was extrapolated, he probably is worth like six hundred, seven hundred million dollars when he died. Damn! Damn, Daniel. Uh- in his will. Oh, what were you saying, Trey? Well, I was going to say, I mean, that's kind of impressive, but I, f- I, I forgot which Kardashian it is, but she's a billionaire. Oh, Kendall. Oh, no, Ke- Kylie, right? Well, she had to work for it. You know, that's it wasn't true. just she stocks. She really had. Yeah. yeah. She didn't just own whales. She's had yeah. hot. The Kardashians had, never owned whales. She had to open up <laughs> 7,000 chicken fillets, okay? She had to do it herself. That's she's Megan DeStallion. She's been boiling potatoes. For, uh, is that what they have at Chick- I've never actually been to a Chick-fil-A. Are you fucking serious? I'm gonna leave yeah. this room right now. Why? <laughs> how dare you say that? Do you hear how Dirt talks to me? You hear- Mike, Mike you hear, you're hearing this Tom, shit? Tom, how, how could you say that to him? No, Mike, I'm on your side. Oh how, my could, God. how could you do that to oh him, Tom? Oh, so oh insensitive. No, Mike is my, um, Tom is the most sensitive person here because Chick-fil-A supports, um, like, uh, gay euthanization in Africa, so. Oh. Well, they're not open on Sundays, so. I better start going there. So that evens it out for <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah. You never had Chick Fil A sauce? Are you serious? I, I, I've had it like once. That's all you had to say. Just once. You're the, not like oh, you're not uh, raving about just it. Just to stop you from being very upset, I've 
I've had it. You're lying to us. Continue, I've been there. I, I, I also hate the gays like you, Mike. I love gay people. I need Not money. Really. I need money. Not really. You I got might... offended that I didn't like the sauce coming out of the chicken cock. <laughs> They're closed on Sundays. They're like God. So, Tom, Just it's not that. a cock. It's a cloaca. Right. But it turns inside out and it tells a story like Connor's doing now. Continue. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Edward did not own any Chick-fil-A's that he could leave to Hetty in his will. But what he did leave to her was $919,000 in cash. And ownership of a entire like street of warehouses in San Francisco. So Ooh. that's what she got Damn. of the six million dollars. The rest, so the other like five million, um, all of that was placed into a trust, and Hetty would receive an income um, based off like how well the trust does and like stocks and all that type of stuff. So the income fr- from it, mm-hmm. but the principal that lump sum she would never get her hands on. That would be controlled by other people. And once she died, it would go to her children. And if she had no children, it would go to, like, her next closest relative. Okay. So that kind of pissed her off. She's like, only $919,000? How dare you? What was that Which, back again, then? Is like, like millions, right? Like, tw- so yeah, if 6 million turns into 100 million, then 919,000 is going to turn into... Two million, three million at least. But she's right? also forgetting about the trust fund. So if like she lost all of her money, she would still have income. income to live plenty nice. off yeah. of. Yeah. She'd still be making like seven hundred thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and would have a f- entire <laughs> like entire city block full of warehouses. Why too. am I not related to anyone that's a millionaire? I know it's <laughs> really the curse in life. Now Hetty felt betrayed because this is not enough, right? That's what we're all thinking. No. This is not fair to her. I'm thinking that for me and her. Yeah. yeah and definitely a, for dirt over here. I think she's a bitch. <laughs> but Hetty knew she had little say over the matter. She had never really gotten a hold of her father's will the way she, that she had of her aunt's. So all she did was kind of just like throw a little temper tantrum again. but also, um, And then sued them. Didn't really go anywhere. So she just was like, all right, fine. I'll agree to it. But can you at least let my husband have input on what you invest the trust in? And they're like, sure, fine. We'll let them know the big decisions. See, I like, you know, when you become an adult, you just have temper tantrums of lawyers. Yeah. You know, it's you're like, child, I'm going to sue the shit out of you. You know, your child, you just like throw spaghetti at the wall and scream. Now it's like you get a man that plays tennis a lot and wears Rolexes and eats a lot of expensive spaghetti to throw tantrums for you. Is, That's right. Do you guys have the squid ink today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hetty was obviously upset losing her father, then not getting all the money that she thought she deserved, but she'd get even more upset when less than a month after her father died, old Aunt Sylvia passes away. Now, Sylvia had been sick for a while. She'd been seeing this doctor who kind of became like her right-hand man and was just always by her bedside, always taking care of her probably giving her large doses of laudunum constantly so that she was just high as a fucking kite the whole time. Mm. Good you know, friend. That's back when they used to have real medicine, I'm just saying. Yeah. Right? Mm, you got a headache? Take some heroin. Yeah, o- opium water. <laughs> yes, please. That good shit. Drink this in your tea. It'll put you right to sleep. See, but now you can't take anything. Now you, you just get Tylenol, that's it. Even if you're in pain. Because everyone has mm-hmm. to ruin shit. Now I just want to drink opium water when I don't feel well. Now, this obviously fed into 
Hetty's paranoia after her father just claimed to be poisoned and then her aunt dies just right after that. So again, she's like, oh God, they're, they're out to get me and they're out to get my family and my money. Um, and she goes to the Massachusetts for the reading of the will. And again, very, very nervous about this reading because, you know, that she thinks it's all her money. Will's read, and here's what Sylvia left. Uh, she gave small sums to a lot of different people around New Bedford. And when I say small sums, I'm saying like between 10 and 30 grand to like friends, people she grew up with, local businesses, charities, and even like 100 grand to the town itself to like do whatever the town wanted or like put in a town trust so they had a shit. A surplus of budget, basically. Right, they make them put up a whole bunch of benches, and then the rest of the money's going into the pockets of the mayor. Yeah, exactly. Um, She also gave a large, large sum to the doctor that had been caring for her and some of his friends and family. So a little suspect. Um, And all of that added up, and all of her, like, uh, servants and caretakers around the house, she gave, like, 20 grand to. It's all of this nice. money that she gave to all these different people is about half of her estate. The rest all goes to Hetty. So that's like a more than a million dollars. Again, h- half of it is going to Hetty directly. Uh, but not so directly because this one's going in another trust that she has no control over. Doe! Uh, no! Who else? I'd be like, Do you know who's controlling the trust is that doctor. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, dang! Oh. Yeah. Uh, again, she's going to make all the income off of it, but she has no control over the principal, and on her death, it would not go to her children, but rather her aunt's closest relatives that were still alive that were not Hetty's kids. Hmm. It's a little confusing, but basically, Hetty's not getting anything that she thought she was getting, except for a million-dollar trust that she's going to earn interest off of for the rest of her life. Oh, boo-hoo, poor thing. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> oh, a little pile of shit. Oh, I mean, if I was back again, then, that's I would like slap t- the shit out of her. That's like getting $25 million trust where it's like, you're going to earn a 1% interest off this for the rest of your life. I, I literally and, cry on the spot. Someone told me yeah. that. I literally well, she was crying, crying, but crying tears of anger and screaming that she was going to sue everybody down to the New Bedford orphanage Ugh. for taking her money. Like, get your dusty ass <laughs> dress out of here, dumb bitch. <laughs> well, that's what she did, and that's kind of how she was treated, was get your Don't- dusty... Those Dress kids out. have never had a lobster before, even though that's a, they've had too many lobsters. That's a poor person food. <laughs> yeah, they eat lobsters that's every poor day. Food. They eat out lobsters every day. They need to have the succulent, uh, uh, fishier version of a clam, the oysters. I'm going They're back to the always oysters. going never into eat. red lobster. They got those bibs on all the time. Red Lobster actually was an orphanage originally. <laughs> <laughs> It was this money that caused them to branch out into all the orphans got to be line cooks. Well, well actually, life, so hack, life hack, you can leave, legally leave your kids a Red Lobster because uh, it's an <laughs> orphanage. I think you can leave your parents at Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to take a quick break? out of blast a little poop out of my butthole. Yeah, let me uh, turn yeah. off my CGI. Oh, hey guys, Norse God Woden here. Any of y'all going on a Viking soon? And I'm not talking about no Viking River Cruises shit. I'm talking about some pillaging, disemboweling Christians, you know, real Viking stuff. Well, any good Norse warrior would never be caught going on a Viking without some quality bling. You know what I'm saying? Consult your local seer and go to vikingjewelry.com. 
That's Viking without vowels, because this is the 21st century and we fucking hate vowels. While you're there, pick yourself up some jewelry that says, Yes! I just went to a Blood Eagle and those Earls were like, Damn, Berserker! Thanks, Woden. Travis here. Look, we got ourselves a sponsor! Oh my god! And it's a Norse sponsor. How cool is that? Go check out vkngjewelry.com and use the code ROSTMORTEM, no space, for a 10% off discount. They got tons of sweet Norse jewelry. Personally, I rock runes around my neck on the regular because its history is cool. And they got all sorts of sweet stuff like Mjörnirs, they have Valknuts, Yggdrasils for dudes, shield maidens, and even cave trolls. So that's vkngjewelry.com, discount code ROSTMORTEM. And now, back to the show! Oh, hell yeah! Hetty immediately contesting the will, suing everybody who's around, saying, that's all my money, and I can prove it, and I'm gonna show you the documents that can prove it. Um, she finds, she produces in court a letter, basically that is the original will that she had agreed on with her aunt that we first talked about, and attached to it was a different paper that no one else had ever seen before. Because the reading at the other will basically was had mentioned the first one with Hetty and was like, I'm amending it, this is the new one, that was the one that eventually was settled on. The paper that Hetty had attached to the real will that she had agreed on before basically read out an addendum that said, uh, I'm giving all my money to Hetty, just making that very clear once again, I'm giving it all to her. If I produce any wills that say otherwise, you should invalidate those because I was must not have been of sound mind or body because this is the final will I ever want to produce. And it's signed by the aunt, and the lawyers look at it and are like, oh, you just clearly forged her signature. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's starting somewhere. She's trying. Yeah. How are you yeah. going to go all the way and not do it right like that? Right, like just, hey, just hire go, someone go that's good stuff. at it. You have a fucking millions of dollars. You couldn't find John Hancock somewhere to do it right. John Hancock, He's, famously known for being able to sign his name very well, yeah, has uh, been dead for over a hundred. It's an expression, <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> You're not wrong, John Handycox. Continue, Connor. So this case uh, is actually a very famous case. Um, in American law or like law courses, not you know, not to normal people, but like to crazy lawyers and shit, because it's one of the first times that statistical analysis was used in a court. Um, because basically the defense like looked at it and was like, no, no, no. You normally when you're signing your signature, there's like some inconsistencies, but you're not going to produce a perfect signature every time, right? Yeah. One motion. Usually, I just yeah. scribble shit and put a big T in front of it. Yeah, and then if you, like, show a hundred of them, you'll see, like, where the similarities are. You're like, it's all clearly one signature, but here are all the different things. And basically, the lawyer or the statistician that they got from Harvard was like, you would expect one out of every five letters to have, like, the same downstroke, signature to signature. Right. And which would mean in this woman's name and signature, there would be, like, five downstrokes that matched per signature, but not each one in, like... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not explaining it right. Yeah, I, I like there's it. a few motions that she that she always yeah. or usually like, always does. There, yeah. there are these 30 yeah. motions that 
of those 30, one out of every five will be identical going to the next one. And on this signature, it was 30 out of 30 were the exact same as they were on the first page. So it's like clearly just sketched oh, okay. over so maybe she the did original do it the signature. Right, right, like I feel like... Yeah, she just you, sketched over the signature uh, perfectly. You could do the same thing with anyone's like sex life, right? You're like, you know, you're going to go missionary for this much time and then you're going to go switch it up. Maybe you're going to do a little doggy. Maybe you're going to go right to the mouth. Maybe ass to mouth. I don't know. There's these signatures and downstrokes that you have to do. Oh, si- <laughs> signature downstrokes. Now yeah. I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it. There it is. Mike, yeah, we'll just so you be got little, your 30 signature Yeah, like, if, if you're confused if it's Mike, like, having sex, he's going to be a little spoon at the end. Yeah. Always. If I'm big spoon, something's wrong. Had a good time Yeah, it's not night. Mike. Mm-hmm. Imposter. Well, this can't be Mike. You know, I was really good at copying my dad's signature back in the day. Yeah. And he used to have those stamps to be like, you didn't do your homework, you stamp your fucking organizer, and you have to get this signed. You just blast right over it. It had the easiest signature to copy. Just... Well, what was your dad's signature? Was X? it just a star? says Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, well, like I said, because everyone's going to steal his signature. No one's stealing his signature. It's an S, and then a scribble, then an R, and then a scribble. And there you oh, go. No people one's are stealing, stealing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consider it stolen. <laughs> now, I want to take a moment here after describing like how this like law, this case became um, like statistically significant and is like studied about like as like this landmark case. To talk about why I hated the author that wrote the biography I read for this, Tom knows about this. Yeah. I was getting heated while I was reading it. Yeah, you, we, there was a good 15 minutes of uh, monkey shoulder, red wine driven conversation about this author uh, the other I day. I wasn't invited. You were not invited. Was no not dirt invited. allowed at the, yeah. the McCormick. No dirt. <laughs> no invited. dirt except for the dirt that was kicked all over. I'm glad you're bringing this up, Connor, because we read a lot of bios for the show, and a lot of times we read some pretty shitty fucking biographers that like to talk about themselves or some yeah. off-topic bullshit. So hers was just off-topic. Off-topic and just overly apologetic for Hetty Green. Like, everything that Hetty Green, anytime it could be viewed one way or the other, it was always favorable to her. So, for instance, this court case, I'll just give away the ending. It gets dismissed because they're like, it's clearly a forgery. And it's also dismissed on a technicality because Teddy, Hetty had, t- uh, Teddy, Hetty testified on her own behalf. And because she was a, in a, one of the plaintiffs, it's a conflict of interest or something. So like, no matter what, it was going to get thrown out, but it also was such a clear forgery. And the author basically, when she mentions this is like, Hetty was going to win, only it was dismissed. And I only learned about all the forgery stuff from doing other reading. <laughs> Oh, What's okay. the point of mentioning that? Did, yeah. did you not have an editor? Like, the other is like, no, she was going to win this case and she was going to get all the money from her aunt that she'd evilly given to those orphanages. But then the patriarchal justice system threw away her case. <laughs> it's always the man. Fuck those kids. Yeah. yeah. Always got to be mansplaining. God damn it. She also was just like constantly apologizing for like how rich this woman was and how like she was a brave person because she was a rich woman. Like, being rich took so much courage. She's a girl boss. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a direct quote after one of the many, like, Gilded Age economic collapses that led to, like, hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs and not being able to provide for their families. This is what the author said about Hetty Green. She goes, True. She had a pile of cash while others were scourging for pennies, but she also had a deft mind and colossal courage to push against the crowd. Ooh. Oh. And a unique yeah. style that was way ahead of her yeah. time. 
That that's why the, I, I always thought the, I always thought the bravest thing that AOC has ever done has gone to the gala. Bravest thing. <laughs> bravest thing. Yeah, very that was yeah. War hero. You know, they may have been hungry out down the streets, but uh, she had to not buy new clothes. <laughs> because she didn't want yeah. to spend the money. So like in one paragraph she'll talk about how Hetty never haggled and always paid a fair price if she felt the person was fair. And then followed up up in the next sentence of how she once swindled like a farmer out of his ox cart from he was selling it for like four hundred dollars and she like swindled him down to fifty. And the earlier paragraph she was like she never haggled. This author probably <laughs> didn't know what that actually meant. Haggled. Yeah, she probably yeah. thought it was something some some either teetotaling or you yeah. know like uh, you know, she never haggled her little bean. She was very uh, <laughs> she was she was respected the Lord. And also, the worst part about it, I told Tom this, at one point, she just starts describing the plot of Wizard of Oz from beginning to end for three and a half pages. What's this author's name? Uh, Something Wallach, Jennifer Wallach or something like that. I wrote a book from her. I hope your car battery dies a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're watching The Wizard of Oz on uh, DVD and it starts skipping. Yeah, so Janet you, Wallach. The Metro. Janet Wallach. Uh, yeah. Bad, bad author. Bad author. Go away. All right. But you're doing back a good job. With the, We're talking the about the court case. We're going, we jumped ahead a little by giving away the ending of the court case. Um, so let me see. Where are we at? Uh, girl Boss. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode Girl Boss. Does she Hedy does Green, she have does she have a boss. little like mug that says girl hashtag girl boss on it that she drinks out of? No, because she wouldn't spend the money to get that. Oh, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> she was she was drinking out of the same Seven Eleven mug that she got with like a free promotion. Oh, that day. coincidentally <laughs> that that um coincidentally that ox cart that she got had a license plate girl boss on it. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, wow. <laughs> that was just meant for her. All right. So we skipped to the ending of the case, but it would eventually make its way to the Massachusetts Supreme Court, which is when it was finally decided. During the court case, her relationship with her fiancé, not going great. I mean, when you start your engagement and your dad and aunt die and you immediately are suing everybody for all their money, I can assume it might affect your personal relationships. Um, but finally, they get married, 1867, so two years after all this started, and they decide to move to England, where they will stay for the next seven years. You Why not? They- yeah, you know, you're rich. You just go live in London. Oh, dude. Go I mean, meet the queen. Good. I mean, the country also, like, just tore itself apart. If you got the money, why the fuck would you be in America right now? Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. Exactly. Let me get out of here. Um, so Edward is working for an American bank, raising funds from uh, European capital, um, securing loans and deals from European investors to build out the railroads, basically. Uh, and Hetty is using the inheritance she's had to just reinvest in U.S. bonds and railroad stocks. And this is where she starts making a shit ton of money. Because she never would borrow, never speculated, and always just found dirt cheap shit and just bought as much of it as she could find. And, again, is not spending any money other than just buying it on stocks. This is a time in America where if you had money and you didn't, make money with it you were a moron yeah you, you there was real, so much expansion stupid. happening i mean the trade even during the civil war we've talked about this like while all that fighting was happening there was 
there was loads of trading between the north and south. Like the actual industry didn't stop, which is very very strange. Yeah, yeah. and that was. Hetty's father had reinvested it all into that like shipping company, so he made a killing with all of that. Right, well, you know, we're Union talking about Pacific was like building like crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, we're talking about like these New York elites. Most of these uh, huge Southern farmers, they their slaves were held in escrow by New York. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was backed by New York yeah. banks. Yeah, and now look at these poor New York uh, elites. They're just limited to shooting women on Western sets. They can't fucking, they can't have actual slaves anymore. It's, they can't have it all anymore. Yeah. They just have to indiscriminately kill. Yeah. God damn it. Um, so in August of 1868, uh, after they've been in England for a little while, Hetty gives birth to the couple's first child. They name him Edward, just like his dad and Hetty's father. But he's always going to be called Ned, so that'll make it easier to tell the story. Um, and it's right after he's born that the Massachusetts case is finally decided, where it's basically like the original terms of the will, a little bit more favorable to Hetty. I think she got like a little bit more say over the trust, but overall, not what she had wanted. Um, and in 1871, she gives birth to a daughter who she names Hetty, um, which I don't get. Rich people are just always naming their kids the same thing. Why name your son Edward when you're married to Edward Legacy. and it's Edward? I'm. And then name your daughter also. It's legacy. It's like, yeah. Well, I'm kind of surprised she's even having sex because I feel like a child is like she does already is like telling her family members to die because she wants the money. Like you have a kid, the kid's gonna fucking get your money. Well, but she also like knew the whole purpose to make money was to give it to the, her kids so that her kids could make money to give true. to their kids. True. So true. it's just sit on this pile to, until it's bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and then you birth Jeff Bezos' ultimate kid with pecs now, thanks to plastic surgery! Yeah, yeah Jeff. He worked very hard for those pecs. He did. That's true. Almost as hard as he's not working for the hair. <laughs> yeah. Who needs hair? I think he, him and Elon swapped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see those pictures of where he had the, the hair surgery. transplant? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm all I for wonder it. If they, they probably got together and was like, look, one of us can be buff and one of us can have hair. Which do you want to be? Like, <laughs> we can't both be buff and have hair. Right. Yeah, as no. long as we're both six foot one. You think they're real muscles though? Or are they like, they're like surgically implanted? Implants. Implant muscles. Yeah, I'd say implants. Would you do implant muscles? If I could. Yeah. What would you get, Mike? Pecs? Be shredded. Like I could eat garbage Deltoids. all day and just be shredded. Yeah. Yeah, just the delts. Yeah. <laughs> Or just the traps, just, just a big neck. Yeah, big neck. Oh, big neck? That'd be sick. Big goiter neck? I like that. You have very nice hair, so something to mount it on, to show <laughs> off yeah. your hair. I'm going to go bald one day. You think so? Well, not if you're rich. They say your uh, hair you're is on the mom's side. Grandpa was bald. Ah, whatever. Fuck. We had the same, that would be the same guy. He had his hair for a while. It just all came out at 70. Oh, that's good then. 69. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm that's killing good. myself at 69, so. Nice, me too. Yeah. Do it the same time. I'm gonna jump the gun a couple of years. Yeah, the, who who gets to cheat? I'll cheat. I'll kill my <laughs> I'll kill myself at seventy four. No, but Tom, by the time you're sixty nine, we can freeze you. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just on your sixty ninth birthday, we'll freeze you. Yeah, and then on Mike's sixty ninth birthday, you'll kill yourself. Like, I, where am I? What happened? Right, time we're time to kill you. <laughs> Good night. I saw I saw the other side. Don't Good take night. me there. I have yeah, the answers. I felt the flames. Ah. <laughs> 
let me go to church just once more. Sorry, Tom. We have to kill you. You're 69. <laughs> oh, time to go. Nice. Dude, you guys, I'm going to hit 420, dude. That's pretty Ooh, sick. Good plan. 42. Right. Yeah, outdo us like that, you fucking bastard. You uh, so poor Hetty Green, she's not going to make it to 420. I, I think she makes it to 69. Let's hope she's so. dank. I can't do that math off the top of my head, but I think she does. Um, and in 1870, uh, I already said she gave birth to her daughter. And 1873, panic of 1873 hits, another economic crash. So, you know, it's just that cycle of like 10-year boom, 10-year crash. Ugh. And this is the next one. But they invested their money wisely. They're still fucking loaded. It's not going to affect them ever. So they moved back to New York because the European capital was drying up. So they're like, we're too rich for Europe now. Back to New York we go. Mm. Mm. With the Carnegie's and the Vanderbilt's. Yes. So this is a change in New York because people like the Carnegie's and Vanderbilt's are making their bajillions of dollars. I uh, got big buildings going up, brownstone houses. Uh, it's no longer the city of Dan Sickles where you're taking your vacation home in the Upper East Side and living downtown. Now it's all just one big city. What and and it, around this time period? I think it was around this time period, maybe a little later. But have you guys ever heard of the Singer Building in New York? Yeah, I have. You have? Yeah. You you been there? No. Oh yeah, because it's knocked down. It's the world's tallest building, and they knocked it down. Well, uh, Nineteen seventy really? something, right? They knocked it down, right? There we go, Mike. It had yeah. like, oh my god, had like uh, what AC. And shit like that, right? Or like uh, had it, cooling it, systems in it? Had it had a cooling system, like a cooling system in like the, the world's tallest elevator or something. You got yeah. it, Mike. When did they Mike, build wow. it? Wow. Yeah. 19, wait. It was like 1903 like or that, some yeah. shit. Yeah. So why'd they knock it down? It was just built like, it didn't match up with the times, right? It was yeah, just... it was just like the reason why they fucking plowed Penn Station in the 70s. They was like, ah, it looks too pretty. We're going to get rid of it and put up this <laughs> shithole. God. Penn we need more concrete. Yeah. I mean, I know Penn Station now is getting a facelift, but it, what a horrible uh, an atrocity of buildings. It's not Penn yeah. Station anymore. What are they calling it now? It's like Mohegan Sun. Sun yeah, something like that. Mohegan yeah. Sun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it... Cuomo got in there when he was uh, when he's still governor, <laughs> just oh, like the bridge. Oh yeah, getting under Cuomo, which is yeah. many young women saying that. The, yeah. the Cuomo cuddle—that's what it's called now. A little spoon, a big spoon. So mad that they changed the tap and Z to the Mario Cuomo. Yeah. That's, hey yo, go to San Francisco. Just like don't do that. It's already called the tap and Z fucking bridge. It's a beautiful. It's one of the cooler named things we have in the state. Not anymore. Ruin everything. Now it's the Mario Cuomo. Going over the Cum Bridge. I'm leaving that. All right, so Hetty goes back to the future site of the Cum Bridge, as we'll call it. Every time I hear Cuomo or Kuma, I think Cuomo. Good. You should think that. Yeah, that's good call, Mike. Uh, so they're back to New York, um, but they're also splitting their time between Edward's home in Vermont and, um, yeah, just going back and forth between Vermont and New York. Uh, around this time, Edward's mother dies, so Hetty's mother-in-law, and she gets some of the stuff from her will and immediately sells it all off for cash, even though her niece was like, hey, can I have my aunt's jewelry? And she's like, no, 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 I sold it all for money. You can't have it. 
again, after she sued everybody for her aunt's money, now she's not giving someone else's niece their jewelry. One way road, even just like sentimental jewelry. And the niece didn't like retaliate and was like, "That's bullshit. I'm taking my money back." I don't think she had the means to. Oh damn! It's just costume jewelry. God damn it! Yeah. So now that he's making a lot more money, uh, we're gonna see a lot more of these stories about just how stingy she is with cash. Um, for instance, one time uh, she is bringing a deposit to a bank, and this deposit is two hundred thousand dollars in U.S. government bonds. That's like, I don't know, three million dollars, four million dollars today. Um, and instead of getting a carriage to bring her or hiring an armed guard, because it's 1870s New York City, she takes a public bus, basically. A horse-drawn bus with all the rabble. Well, that's... She's, and uh... when she gets there, the banker is like, that's really dangerous. You should have hired a carriage. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Maybe you can afford a carriage. I simply cannot. <laughs> so, what? So, and, and I'm sure the biographer you read was like, this is a very powerful moment. That's awesome. Where she relates to the people. Yeah, she's like, well, isn't this fun? And people, she's like, the, the press would label her as like a miser, but Warren Buffett does this and everyone loves him. It's like, <laughs> Warren Buffett does nothing like this. <laughs> Warren Buffett does do stuff like this. I, uh, every day he has McDonald's for breakfast, and it's based on how much money his wife leaves him out. I'm not right, joking. But you do... And he drives a uh, he drives a Ford pickup from like 1992. Yeah, and that's but it. he's not bringing a Ten million dollar deposit to the bank on the subway. All right, no. you're right. You're right. <laughs> Somebody should have uh, just pushed her onto the tracks, right? There yeah, he's not taking the four train down to Wall Street with a duffel bag full of money or like a cartoon bag with a big dollar sign. Yeah, the big no. dollar sign. <laughs> if this was if this was a miser pissing contest, obviously Hetty takes the cake. But these oh, people yeah. are mentally ill, is all I'm saying. That's true. That's you know what? Great point. Um, so. This is going to be the best and also the worst of her miserly ways. Uh, one time, uh, the family is in Vermont, hanging out, doing New England shit, like swinging on trees and going down to the creek. And Ned, who is, I think, like 10 or 11 at the time, falls down a tree and badly breaks his left leg. Oh. Um, like, really mangles it. Now, Hetty had been, uh, had cared for her aunt when she was getting sick and had cared for her mother and father so she kind of fancied herself as a nurse she was like oh no no i can take care of this so she's like calls for a doctor but also splints ned's leg by herself because she's like i'm i know how to do this Ooh, that's gonna hurt and so, so she's much. like oh all right i fixed it the doctor's not even here yet and instead of being like maybe he should come check to that i did this right runs down to the end of the street as the doctor's carriage is pulling up and screams for him to not even get out of the carriage and waves him away to not come in. And when someone asked her about this later, because she loved talking to reporters, she goes, I waved him away and called to him that he wasn't needed. If he'd gotten out of his buggy, I'd have had to pay him, even if he didn't end up doing anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she's like, I don't even want the I don't even want the copay. I just get out of here. <laughs> Mom, take me to a hospital. My leg hurts. Right? Like, she's fancying herself a nurse, you say. Uh, she's taking care of olds. Now, olds, what they need is uh, hot water with lemon, uh, perhaps an oatmeal, a, a pillow being fluffed. She's no nurse. She's retarded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, maybe this? she maybe she wiped their ass once. 
Right, exactly. But no one's bones were broken. They were just and now she's apart. like splitting kids' oh, legs. Oh my god! Imagine doing that. Like, like they, they had no anesthesia. They probably gave him that liquid heroin. They may have given him that. Probably but... gave him a little liquid heroin or just like here's a fifth of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> but Mike, you probably have you and your skate boys. You probably got your EMT skate man. That's like, got oh, your fucking gnarly face is falling out of its hole. That's my sister. She takes care of me every time I get hurt. Uh, but your sister's actually a yeah, nurse. She's yeah. a nurse. That's the best part. I just walk no. in. She's not a, a billionaire Wall Street investor that like changed her aunt's sheets and is like, oh, now I know how to fix a broken leg. That'll be like me trying to take care of you. you give me some uh, <laughs> liquid heroin, Tom. It'll be all right. I, I, I would just put it. I'd be like, guys, can you put them on the board so I can wheel them to the car? You mean aspirin or something? Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> all right. I wouldn't do so it. So this is this is not the end of the saga, a saga though, because. She just waved him away, didn't want him to come look. Days go by, and Ned's like, I'm in real pain. My leg is fucked up. And Edward, is her husband, is like, you got to bring him to a doctor. So she finally is like, fine, I'll take him to some doctors. Goes to the first doctor. They're like, we got to cut his leg off. Oh. Goes to the next doctor. We got to cut his leg off. Oh. Goes to the next doctor. And now, she, by this point, she's like, all these doctors are just lying to me because they know I'm a rich, wealthy woman, so they're trying to punish my son. So she starts dressing as a poor old woman and, like, putting, like, her injured son, like, turning him into Tiny Tim and going to, like, free clinics. And is, like, walking into a free clinic, like, my son's a sailor and I'm a poor housewife and he, what can you do to fix his leg? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can fix it. You just gotta, you gotta cut it off. You gotta cut it off. (laughs) You're just doing that because I'm poor. Yeah, and she's like, now you're just doing it because you're mean. And yeah, uh, she would also do bitch. this to get the consultations for free. Like, she would go to every free clinic and then would complain when they recognized her and were like, aren't you a millionaire? And she'd be like, "How? that's rude for yeah, you she, first. She, she goes fair. to the orphanage that also has the clinic. She's like, wait a minute, I know you. You're the one that took away all of our funds, you fucking yeah. bitch. I want to fight this lady. I fucking hate her. <laughs> right? So uh, Ned's leg would never fully heal. Um, it didn't kill him or anything. It wasn't anything like that. But uh, he would always walk with a they limp. They chop it off? No, they didn't ch- chop it off. Uh, it was just, it was the type of thing where it's like, it's like we have to cut it. If we should cut it off because it could spread and like with the weird walking, it could make all of his like hip issues even worse and things like that. It'd be like easier to just like cut it off at the knee and give him a peg leg. Because be cool. at that time, that's what it was easiest for. Pirate vibes. Like now, you could probably do like a crazy surgery and yeah, like yeah. a titanium Back bone. But six months. Well, yeah, and you know bones. that she was rich enough to like buy a cockatoo or something to sit on his shoulder, and then you yeah. got some good vibes. She'd have been like, "I'm sorry, you're crippled, but <laughs> I bought you six baseball teams. If that'll cheer you up." Yeah, maybe she could just like poke him in the eye too, and then give him an eye patch. Here's yeah. a brothel. Go have be fun. A, go cosplay as a pirate. Yeah, go go be your uh, your father's assailant in the Philippines. Go LARP <laughs> in the woods. Uh, so now this is around. Uh, we're into like the early 1880s. Uh, her husband Edward is working for the Louisville and Nashville Railroad Company, and as it's all spreading further west, he's constantly traveling. And Hetty gets a little suspicious, so she hires a private investigator to follow him around. And very quickly discover that Edward is cheating on her. Thank God. <laughs> no of shit. Yeah. This bitch is crazy. I ain't dealing with that shit. Yeah. So she doesn't really care. Well, no. Um, she's not going to leave him. She's just like, how rude. Stop flaunting it in my face. 
I'm going to live away from you. Well, but, like, that's all. Yeah, I mean, that would probably cost her money. She could probably lose some shit That's with the thing. Court. She was yeah. more concerned about the money yeah. than anything else. Although, oh, I forgot to mention this. They did sign a... Prenup? Um, prenup? A prenup that was, like, basically said Edward is not allowed to get any of her money that she inherits from anyone. Um, and, like, she controlled all her finances. So that was good for her. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, they're rich people. It doesn't matter, you know? They're both rich. When you're both rich, yeah. you're both poor. So it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. What Hetty could not forgive was that Edward was not smart in business the way she was. He borrowed money. He borrowed money to like bet big on certain stocks. And he's usually doing really well for himself. Um, again, he's super rich and comes from a really wealthy family. But at one point, um, he gets caught with a bad uh, the Louisville and Nashville, like their stocks plummet. He kind of gets screwed and has to, Hetty has to bail him out of debt. So he has to turn over the deed for his ancestral home to her because she's like, I'm not going to do it for free, even though we're married. <laughs> yeah. She could forgive the infidelity. She could never forgive the fact that Hedward used some of her money as collateral with a bank. Yeah. Damn. That was the shit she was like, fuck you. How dare you? So she also, at this point, moves all her money out of that bank to another one that's basically going to give her free reign to do whatever she wants with that account. Awesome. Um, and around this time, this is when her kids are now grown up enough to be going to, uh, you know, like boarding schools and going to these academies or whatever, which is great for Hetty because that means she can stop renting expensive hotels or stay in expensive houses and instead live in boarding houses. Yes! Like in the middle of New York City yeah! and Brooklyn. Going from house to house basically every two weeks. That's how you save your money. Dude, People used to skip wish... out on their rent like that. This is like where the Irish maids who worked at the houses of her friends would live, and she would just live in one of those rooms. See, I just think it's so crazy that like that's how people used to be able to live. Like you, cr- it would be more expensive to like stay at a Hilton, you know, every day. <laughs> but like now, you could back then you could be like, I just live in hotels. I live in these weird boarding houses. <laughs> yeah, well, she was even she was sick of the hotels. She's like, they're too nice, too rich. I want to stay in motels. Yeah, motels. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel I alive. Say motels, group hostels. <laughs> I want to share a bed with someone? Be the little spoon. Airbnbs Maybe. constantly, but like sh- only shared ones. Maybe she was a fan of that channel with uh, the where they always takes place in the hostel when the girl's like, oh no, my bag is stuck under the bed. He's like, oh yes, I will help you get bag. You never oh, uh, yeah, the Ukrainian I've seen the Ukrainian channel. The cinema? taxi one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's excellent. Type in uh, RedTube later. RedTube.tv? Yeah. Redtube, <laughs> .org. .org? Yes. Yeah, look stuck under bed. <laughs> RedTube.gov. Big busty. stuck under bed hostel. Mm. I'm always stuck um, in one of those beds. Bed, so, this bed's real tight. Tight beds. Easy to get under, hard to get out of. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, uh, well, Hetty is doing this uh, also because she just, one, doesn't want people to bother her and know who she is, which, res- res- respect for that. That's awesome. Sure. Uh, two, because it allowed her to escape paying any income tax or any sort of, like, state tax because they didn't have an address for her on record. Smart. Ah. Um, and also the moment someone in her apartment buildings recognized her, because she was always staying under false names, 
anytime someone recognized her, she'd immediately like pack all her shit and go. And again, she's wearing like the same dress for like a month on end and only changing it when it's like falling off of her. You know, I should be so, stinking. And she's like a, a billionaire at this point. Is a, isn't there like a, a syndrome for this? Um, Scroogeism. Yeah, Scroogeism. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a modern equivalent. Yeah, me too. I feel like I heard this before. Like someone that's like super cheap, but like loaded. Misers. That's it, that's the term. It's a you're a miser. Oh, a miser. Like yeah, it's someone who's obsessed with making money and obsessed with making sure they're not spending any. I mean, we've done a few with roast mortem. I'm forgetting there was that one one fella. Uh, oh yeah, the guy that like fought dogs, dog meat boy. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. Hold on, but uh, anyway, Connor, you continue. I'll, I'll find him. Um, so now in this part of the story, we're going to return to the story of Ned's leg. This is when this comes back to oh. to bite. <laughs> okay. Because again, never healed properly, and in 1887, he was walking down Ninth Avenue. <laughs> And he's run over by a dog-drawn cart. Not a horse-drawn <laughs> cart, but, like, someone... Like, a little six-year-old has, like, tied a St. Bernard <laughs> to, like, those, like, gym things, those, like, gym wheelie things. And he's just riding that down Ninth Avenue and runs over Ned. Mush, mush, mush! <laughs> it's fucking Balto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel Dancer was the guy. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, run over <laughs> by a dog sled. Yeah, run over by a dog sled on 9th Avenue. And it was a single um, dog. I think it was a single it made it seem like it was a single dog just like <laughs> like basically like I'm picturing like a newsie yeah. just going like whipping the thing as he's bringing it the stack of papers down. Yeah. Um and not long after that, mm. he's in his father's office for a parade, I think. And he just falls down a stairwell because of how badly injured his leg is, and he's trying to walk up oh, the stairs damn. by himself. <laughs> oh. So that's our that's our stairwell karma coming back for for Hetty. Wait, Thank did he God. die, or did he just get no. fucked up? But uh, at this point, they like it's really bad. Hetty finally has to bring him to a doctor, and is like, "You gotta cut his leg off because now it's gangrenous. Like his whole leg is gangrenous. Ew. So it's chopped off just above the knee." Ooh. I'm also realizing this is the second person in a row i've done who met the queen of england means and or is an american that met the queen of england and had someone or themselves lost it like yeah but dan sickle he was amazing yeah and but this wait, is this just is, wait, sad this is the third person because on our, like. on our <laughs> roast, you did, um, on the countdown, you did... Um, yeah, uh, Lady Churchill. Churchill. And, and she, she also... She met the queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she fell down the stairs mm-hmm. and died. High heels, Man, you baby. Got a, you got a streak wow. going here. <laughs> I mean, look, celebrities come in threes, so... <laughs> All right, so we're into the 1890s, so... The Gilded Age is booming, and Hetty's goal in life now is just to make Ned the richest person in the world. She, like, states that goal. She's like, you just lost your leg, so when I die, I want you to be the richest man in the entire world. I'm so sorry. Um, He's probably thinking to himself, like, I would have, like, given up a lot of that money to just had a leg. (laughs) You know, maybe if you had to let the doctor get out of the stagecoach uh, for, for eight minutes... 
this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, because he might have just gone, oh, here you go. That's good. Now it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But she, oh no, she had to play Miss Nurse Medic Misty Joy, Nurse Joy, fixing your fucking Yu-Gi-Oh's. I know how to microwave pear oatmeal. (laughs) I could do it. Uh, So Hetty is like, you're going to have to be the richest man in the world. You're going to have to know how the railroads work because that's where all the money is. So she's teaching him her financial methods in the office, but she's also having him work in the railroads, even having him like start like ground up, basically undercover boss, uh, 1890s edition. Nice. Even though he only has one leg, she's like making him shovel coal on railroads. (laughs) Like, mom, we're loaded. Why am I doing this? This kind of seems like unnecessary practice, mother. I'm handicapped. Just like the regular coal guys, like, wait a minute, you you said you've been doing this for twenty years and you don't have a leg? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Now go between all the cars and collect the tickets from the rich passengers. Yeah, it's also mm-hmm. like a rich. Have you ever seen a rich kid try to shovel? They always like yeah, they never put funny. the shovel into the ground. It's always like just skims the top and they throw a little bit of dirt over their shoulder. I, I like watching rich kids try to use any tool. Um, oh, yeah, beautiful. it's fun. So usually they're very I, good with pills. Yeah, <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. They, great know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I love shitting on rich kids as much as the next guy. But Ned actually seemed like a pretty cool dude. He actually enjoyed this, the work, and just like enjoyed hanging out with these people. Sure. And we'll see later on. He even has some cool interests. He's still a billionaire, but whatever. Yeah. Um. He eventually moves to Chicago, where he's working in the corporate offices that uh, of all the different railroads Hetty controlled. Because remember, no antitrust stuff. So she just has like. She doesn't own a lot of one. She just kind of spread out and owns stock in basically every railroad company that exists in America. Smart. Damn. Yeah. Um, and before long, he's, she sends him to Texas because he's going to develop all the southern rail lines because by this point, the Midwest and the West is mostly being built out. So she's like, get into Texas. That's where the next boom's going to be. And he goes there and he loves it because he loved spending his money, unlike his mother. Uh-huh. He's in like his early 20s. He had met a bunch of, uh, he spent a lot of time at Bordello's in Chicago. Nice. And brought his fa- a few of his favorite actresses to Texas with him. Oh. Uh, to just, you know. To act come for down him. to Texas. Act to for act for me. Act like you Bring love culture me. to these southern people. Texas. Yeah. Hey, girl, can uh, you pretend to be my leg that's missing? Uh, you're just very <laughs> small, and I'll strap your head to the hole where my leg is. I just want I want leg. you to stand behind me with your leg just jutting out in front of my stomach. Oh, yeah. It's got a very feminine leg on you, Ned. Oh, thanks. You like my calf, <laughs> baby? Or he's like, he's going to the bordellos. He's like, I want the your girl that has the most masculine looking legs. Yeah. <laughs> Never shaves. What leg Never do you lose? Sh- the right one? Any of them got hobbit feet? I think left, left. But yeah. Oh, I, I think it was that. the left, yeah. I need a I need a woman named Candy who's never shaved. I need a BBW <laughs> with a nice left leg. Oh yeah. Please. She could not have her right leg. It would actually make it easier to sit. Yeah. Mm. I'll take her other leg. Uh so Ned's spending all his money in Texas. He's loving life. He is like host he is apparently at one point one of the only people in Texas that owns a car. So everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's the coolest man in the world. Right, and he can... He's throwing he, big parties, yeah. He can drive around drunk, no no laws about that. That's mm-hmm. facts. Yeah, they don't even have roads. Or seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just cut off your leg. I won't be like that guy. I know how he did it. Fell out of a tree. Boy. 
That shitty boy yeah. ain't got no fucking leg, but he got a car. <laughs> uh, now we have another... That's a bad southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, Mike. Do it again. I drive a horse. <laughs> Two-wheel. <laughs> Two-wheeled horse? <laughs> Two-wheeled horse. <laughs> Proficient at the upright horse. <laughs> it's a chariot. That's a chariot, yeah. Mike. My horse, two-cylinder. So we have another round of financial panic in 1893, but uh, Hetty had kept smart investments, and her railroads were actually the few that, like, came out ahead because she was investing in Texas instead of, like, the over-speculation on building more rail lines in the east. Um, And in in the middle 1890s, this is when she kind of changes a little bit and starts going out and socializing more, mostly for two reasons. One... She wants to get her daughter married and wants to find him uh, her suitable husband. Hmm. Her daughter is a lot like her mother and is like super shy, quiet, doesn't want to be out in public, just wants to like stay inside and pray to her Quaker God. Uh, I thought you were going to say she like 180s, she's going to reinvest in <laughs> whales again. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I she actually, op- she's like, I'm going to open SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. going to do well. Um, the second reason she starts going out socializing more is she is getting interested in politics almost purely because William Jennings Bryan is running for president and campaigning on tax reform. And she is like, no, thank you. Yeah. No taxes. She's physically moving where she sleeps to avoid taxes. Of course, she's going to get out there and talk about it. Yeah. And she's about to get real upset because she's going to have to move one more time from, because of all these taxes. Because in 1898... New York City is consolidated from just being Manhattan to and the city of Brooklyn to the five boroughs of New York. And she'd been living mostly in Brooklyn um, to avoid New York City taxes in Manhattan and bouncing between the two like made it easier. But once it's all one city, she immediately moves to boarding houses in Hoboken, New Jersey. Why not? And we'll just start taking the ferry into work instead of having to pay taxes in New York. How old is she? This fucking she's like. She's in her sixties now. Who gives a fuck? I would be. You're gonna die. <laughs> fuck my son. I don't give a fuck about him. He's got no leg. Mike, I know it, this might sound strange and somewhat contradictory to some of the things we've said on the show, but you're not mentally ill. How do you know? In that respect. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't dirt, be ill. Dirt. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. You're still dirt. We still love you. That's so... I fucking... I mean, it is Rose Mortem, so I do hate this lady. I just hate... Like, she just pisses me off just hearing her save money. At, like, She's just old. constantly saving and not do... Yeah, just like a miser. Like, like Tom keeps saying... Because she would, like, wake up from her boarding house, take the long trudge into work, like, through the mud and the muck with everybody else... Go into her office and just start clipping out coupons from the newspapers. This is like actually in the book. She just would, she was a coupon cutter, and would do it from like newspapers, um, the government bonds that she owned. She would also cut out all the little coupons that were like turn this in for like a seventeen cent rebate in six months. Wait, she's like, yep, gonna do that. Wait, <laughs> hold on, Connor. I have a question. So she's going into an office. Like I just figured she just kind of existed and like bought bonds oh, every no. once in a she, while. Because she's so, the reason she makes all this money is because she's going in every day and just like read, like she was doing for her grandfather. She's like reading out the stocks to him. She just is addicted to always reading stocks and buying stocks. 
So she's always working for this. I got. She it. worked for her billions. Like, that's not. She didn't just sit on it. Yeah, she got handed the goose egg. Yeah. She turned the golden goose into a golden goose that laid ten more eggs and then ten more. Yeah, but as Tom, as Tom said before, it was fucking. If you had money back then, you didn't invest it, and you were a dumb idiot and dirt person. Like you're just stupid because you just yeah, had to yeah. invest in something. <laughs> a lot of th- yeah, and she's taking like a nearly shotgun approach. Like mm-hmm. you said, she has yeah. she has taken all. She of never these railroad buy companies. into one thing. She bought shit tons of property. Like it was railroads, and then the other thing was she would just buy mortgages from people. Mm. So, property. like, yeah, just just like buy mortgages every time she had cash, and every time there was like a the housing market crashed. Oh, Nancy Pelosi was big on that. She's crazy <laughs> yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Nancy last Pelosi. in the last two years, she's made like sixty million dollars in buying up Old foreclosed houses. buildings and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, her and her and Fannie Mae fucking. Yeah, yep. I love the world. Fuck it. Bitch. Dumb uh, bitch. So, during all this, uh, as New York's consolidating and heady, has to move to New Jersey to avoid taxes. Ned, still living in Texas, still crushing it, um, but he's pissing off his mom because he is living with a woman named Mabel Harlow. Now, some people called her an actress. Many others called her a prostitute. Um, and to Hetty, she always just called her Miss Harlot and wouldn't refer to her by name. Oh, and Edward's living with her. Awesome, Harlot. Yeah. Hey, what's wrong with being a prostitute? Nothing, but Hetty had a problem with it. Because she was. I, a I, th- I would. I would have thought that Hetty would be into that shit. Be like a working girl, a- adding more to the income. But she's also yeah. a Quaker type. Oh yeah. So well, she's like, you go. do. You either invest or you make a basket for a living. Everything yeah. else One is the stupid. Other. The only or or be a whaler or a yeah, whaler. The only yes. person you're giving head is Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Um. <clears throat> so in 1902, turn of the century, and by the way, this is where the author just did that like five-page long Wizard of Oz bit was because it came out in 1900, and she was just like, "Let me tell you about the year 1900. The Wizard of Oz came out. Here's what the Wizard of Oz is." <laughs> Describes the whole plot and then goes, and that's the world that Hetty Green was uh, in at this point. Yes. And <laughs> Hetty Green always had to worry that, about tornadoes lifting up her entire house and sending men. her to Goblin World. Yeah. It was like, that was so that was so useful to this story of this woman. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. I hate this author more than this subject. Yeah. Kind of like her. Um, check her out later. Also, Hetty... Uh, getting really weirdly hypocritical, kind of showing this uh, change in times of her own. Because even though she was, you know, the only, richest woman in America at this point, by far, because she controlled all her own money, because uh, Edward... Oh, I was building up to this. Edward died in 1902. Oh. Her husband. Poor guy. Her husband. Good for him. Lucky they had reconciled guy. for the most part. They had become, like, pretty good friends in their older age. Um, and he passed away, so she's now just a widow. There's still a coke town. Yeah. yeah, but still working, making a shit ton of money. Um, one time, what I was saying before, though, is that uh, despite being the richest woman advocating for women in business and like for women to take control of their finances, she also once said, quote, I don't believe so much. No, I don't believe much in so-called women's rights. I'm willing to leave politics to the men. And this is after Amen. she had given money to bribe the Republican Party have a judge step down to clear her way to, to get in control of a different trust. 
she's like i don't believe in women's rights i don't believe that women should interfere in politics please ignore the fact that i'm bribing judges (laughs) to clear the way for my money you know what to be fair money money has always been the big push in politics we all know that that's not Mm -hmm. that's not a surprise so when you have enough money you don't need representation yeah you just get what you want money doesn't Money doesn't know gender or race, my friends. That's right. <laughs> well, either way, I've gone to liking her a lot because of this no women in politics thing. I think that she's now <laughs> a hero right. to me. Tom Tom heard no taxes and no women in politics and flipped his whole... I'm just <laughs> yeah. flying right now. She's like Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> hero. She's a total hero. <laughs> war, war hero. Oh, no. <laughs> Big hero. No. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I so mean, yeah, 19... I, I could see the analogy. I mean, I guess uh, so. Her son would be the guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who had to go? You have to go live in Texas and be the only guy with a car. Yeah, because <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse thought that he was a uh, military officer, just like she thought she was a nurse. Well, he was defending yeah. the gas station. <laughs> Guys, back to the hero. Let's go. Yeah, back to yeah. the hero, the billionaire woman. Um, <laughs> So in uh, 1905, another economic boom, Hetty begins selling a lot of the property she owned um, because now she's just sitting on such a big pile of cash that she's basically become her own bank. Um, there's a, at one point, she's the largest money lender in New York City just because of how much money she has. Damn. Um, and in 1907, after there's a run on banks, she bails out a few. She just like is like, oh, here's like the cash to cover this run that's happening in this bank. She does it in Texas with Ned. Um, J.P. Morgan is like gathering people, groups of investors to bail out New York City itself. And Hetty provides a bunch of funds to bail him out um, to prevent like a huge economic crash. Thank God for her. Um, Yeah. So that's just how much money she's got. Um, And in 1908, her daughter uh, that everyone referred to as Sylvie um, is in her like late mid thirties at this point is finally, uh, not finally, that's rude to say, but in, she's engaged. It was very late at the time. Oh God. She's finally engaged. Yeah. I mean, in her mid thirties back then, though, there's a fucking old lady. What an old yeah, hag. Go like get a all wheelchair. The New York you... times articles were like spinster daughter of billionaire, like <laughs> marries, uh, but she's not marrying just anybody. She's marrying Matthew Astor Wilkes, who <laughs> is one of the scions of the Astor family. Anyone who knows New York history knows the Astors are like the first billionaire. Astor New Place. Yeah. Famous skate spot. My, yeah, you um, kickflip there? I might have. Whoa. I actually don't think it's there anymore. I think they demolished it. The- they knocked it down for to put a bank. They paid paradise and put up a... Yeah, Wendy's. continue, Connor. <laughs> Uh, so Hetty never really approved of this guy. Um, she always thought he was after her money, even though he also had a shit ton of money. She was like, no, 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 you're just after ours. Yeah, it no, didn't make sense Astor's, Astor's like, I own the street that you're slumming it in this boarding <laughs> house. Shut the fuck up, you idiot. Yeah, I own all the boarding houses you live in. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Now, after, um, the wedding... She begins to isolate herself from everyone else more and more. She's working less. Um, she'd also been... Sylvie had been living with her through all these boarding houses this whole time. 
so she's like making her daughter live the same life as her and now that her daughter's married she's just alone in this going from slum to slum basically it's rough mm-hmm. uh ned moves back to new york around this time taking over a lot of her uh responsibilities in terms of like managing all the money but he brings his his number one gal mabel harlow along for the ride as well so hetty never wants to go visit him because she doesn't want to see miss harlot and now hetty realizes it's time for her to drop her will so she does leave a small sum to a very tight group of friends but all the rest like she'd always wanted to do is going to go to her kids i think it was going to be like half would just go to ned as cash and the other half would go into a trust for sylvie so again even though she was so mad that everyone left her trusts she's doing it to her daughter too it's unbelievable <laughs> it's Un- unbelievable how yeah. dare She's you like, leave me the means to live forever without thinking about anything ever you're a fucking scumbag <laughs> how she spent her whole life like campaigning like how, how dare they leave the uh, woman no control over her money also i'm giving all my money to my son and he's gonna control the, my daughter's money too yeah well <laughs> she hates women in politics so mom you suck i i get the income of a ceo for the rest of my life just off the gains of this trust what a fucking bitch <laughs> she's loaded yeah. too like he's, these trusts that she made must have been huge in comparison to the one she was even making which were huge yeah, yeah. this this bitch when didn't you- live her life when, she do whatever yeah. she wants. She can go to. You, she, she she could have, but she didn't. She's just too busy making money. She could when have moved have up to much, Canada and invented locks. Exactly. Okay. She Mike, didn't, when you have that much money, it just it just sits there and it works for you. But she's never enjoying it. She's always in boarding houses and fucking being yeah. weird. She and really shit. just never. I mean, what the like, fuck's the point? Maybe she had They're a like, slam and vibrator collection. Who knows? <laughs> the spoons back then were wooden. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, they were like gold. They were super rich. Some girl told me she was. I'm not gonna say it. It's cool. Um, it's cool. Yes. Yeah, so she also the the <laughs> the trust that she was leaving to her daughter. Uh, so not only was it a trust, but it would be controlled by Ned. And after ten years, though, the tr- the principal of that would just get split between Ned and Sylvie once again. She left zero dollars to any sort of charitable organization. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, because that usually just doesn't do it, right? It doesn't go to those charities, right? Just I think back then, charities were a little different, because uh, they didn't, it, they weren't bla- based on, like, bloated administrations. Like, uh, yeah. like not giving to charity charity today is kind of a no-brainer, because of you pick and no money the actually right goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're better oh, off. Yeah. Or you finding really something, gotta find the right legit, thing. Yeah, yeah, finding something grassroots works but not the money is actually going somewhere it goes to the funding no because back then mike it was like here's here's hey saint jude's orphanage here's a two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it's run by a bunch of nuns that are like oh they rebuild the whole i got what you're saying now you're like man i feel bad for those veterans that are have missing legs let me give it to wounded warrior and that fucking money just goes to some guy to get a fucking jet ski blowjob yeah in fucking cancun yeah yeah (laughs) is it's a mess. Susie also, G. Komen, then, all that shit. Humans! A, number a one. A big part of the... It wasn't just charities. It would also be like, I'm going to build a higher... Uh, a college out of nothing. Like, Vanderbilt University is the Vanderbilts. We're like, I'm going to build an amazing university. Carnegie Mellon's the same thing. She doesn't do any of that. She's like, no, no, no. Fe- all my kids. Uh, Fe- These two. No one else. Phoenix. Mm. Phoenix University. Phoenix University. Built, De- uh, I thought it was Joaquin Phoenix. That yeah, Joaquin the, the Phoenix. Vry. 
It was yeah. If you go to if you Google Joaquin Phoenix dot Gmail, it, it goes to Joaquin, his email address, which is the college. Yeah, I wonder if he's doing okay. Uh, let's continue. I hope so. Is it? We're getting to the uh, end here because uh, Hetty, like I would said, uh, always believed her father and aunt had been murdered for their money. So now she's getting super paranoid, really restricting herself from doing anything. Um, but. Can't outlive old age because in April of 1916, Hetty suffers a series of strokes, paralyzes her on one side, and a few months later, July 3rd, 1916, she passes away with her two children by her side, leaving behind a fortune worth a little over $2 billion today. That does not include all the assets and the companies also, which would be probably another... Maybe that amount again, like another billion or two billion on top of that. Wow. Shit. I would have spent every dime before I died. It's like Citizen yeah. Kane, except he actually bought stuff. So nothing like Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. I always hear that movie. I never watched it. Is it good? It's a great movie. It's considered one of the finest, but it's not as fine as this podcast and That's what true. information so, you just learned about. That's really that I know really she just died, but I do want to do a little addendum at the end because... Hetty would be upset with us if we didn't track the most important thing in her life, which is the money that she left to her kids. Oh, right. Not her kids. Where'd all the money go? Um, she had left it to her kids because she had always thought, you make a shit ton of money to leave to your kids so that they can make sh- more money with it to leave to their kids. Uh, so her kids are married. She's dead. Neither of them ever have kids. Ned, a month after his mom dies marries Mabel Harlow in New York City nice. now that mom's dead. Yeah. He's like, you've been my number one gal all along. We're getting hitched. We're going to get you he, a breast tattoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he basically turns into just a millionaire bro who gets really into radios and is like, I want to build a bunch of radios because radios are hot right now. That's awesome. And not even like I'm getting invested in radio companies, just I'm going to build a big radio array at my seaside mansion in Ma- Massachusetts. And yeah, he did. It's yeah like a- you see my wife, she's got a sweet-ass tramp stamp. You ever seen one of them befores? And check out my radio. It's <laughs> oh, going to play Charlie. Kiss. That- it's like the 1920s version of SpaceX and Blue Horizon, or whatever the Jeff Bezos one is. <laughs> I would think, like, yeah, radios are basically like the tiny homes of millionaires today. You know, and they're just like, yeah, I got really into making tiny homes somewhere. Oh, look where I live in this. This is cool. Oh, gee, golly, that is so swell. Yo, solar power, that's the future. The sun's been here forever. It's going to stay. You are the smartest man I've ever met in my life. Thanks, yo. My dad owns a dealership. Wow. I would like to be your friend. <laughs> uh, sorry, this, Connor. This array it's is right. so this array is so powerful, it can pick up local stations in Nova Scotia. <laughs> what are they saying over there? I can hear a guy on his ham radio in Iowa. What are they saying over there, the ham? Live ice fishing. What are the now, fish saying? <laughs> so Ned and Sylvie, uh. they would uh, get through the Great Depression no problem because <laughs> even though they were spending more money than Hetty ever did, they also weren't taking crazy risks. They are just like spending it on hobbies, basically, and just letting like the interests on the trusts to make their money. Like, you know, a normal person would <laughs> if you were given a huge nest egg that you didn't have to work anymore. Yep. Yeah. They're just hanging out. They're not working for, to make more. Uh, Ned passes away uh, old age later. Um, again, never having children, all of his money he leaves to his sister with like no strings attached. Because again, normal person, here's the money, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. take it. I'm dead. I don't give a shit. 
And then Sylvie dies, no kids either, no close family. So all that money going from Hetty investing in the railroads all the way back to like the early 1800s with the whales, all of it goes to 60 different charities and colleges. And that's the end of all of Hetty Green's money. Ah! What is charities <laughs> and colleges? What a rip. Colleges yeah. don't need money. Charities yeah. could. She just gave a shit ton of endowments to like a bunch of schools in New England. Yeah, but that's the best way for this to end because she hated yeah. those charities. Yeah, that yeah, is her mom was like, only ever give money to your own kids, and her kids are like, we're gonna spend our money and give it all to other people. Yeah, Ned was busting in the butt with their fucking harlot wife, and like, yeah, he's like, I want to hang out with actresses and drive yeah. race cars, and then get into radios when I'm old. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, I spent, I learned a lot about life driving around Texas with my one leg going over 26 miles an hour in my race car. I was thinking <laughs> to myself, why not have a little fun, Ma? <laughs> so I did. I'm going to go up to 30 miles an hour. Yeah. I, so I, I cranked it. Actually, how do you drive with one leg back then? Because back then, like, the, the, it wasn't even like, like driving. Probably all down. sorts of like gears and levers yeah. that he's like pulling, <laughs> and it actually did mention the speed at one point, and like it was like eighteen miles an hour. Oh, it was I like eight, it. it was like the eighteen eighties, so it was like really, really early cars. I mean, that's why he so. had his lady. She would operate the one of five clutches you had to operate for your car to. Move. Or she pulled it like a radio flyer, it cranked it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Connor, that was excellent. Thank yeah, you for good. yeah, Hetty Green. Oh. What a miserly piece of shit. Mm -hmm. now, I wonder what Getty Green means. Probably some money. Probably get green. Getting green. Get, oh, gr yeah. Yeah. get, get that getting green. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great way to close out an episode. I'm sober this episode. Mike, Everyone get Mike, green. Is that one of is that one of your weed cigarette strains you're talking about? No, it's a Getty a, weed. A, a musician's album that I'm a, fa a fan of. Oh, okay. Project Pat, so, if you're listening. Oh, it's uh, spelled G H Getty. Yeah, Getty Green. Oh, it's not spelled the same way. Well, hers Hetty Green. Well, hers Hetty, but that's Getty what I'm saying. Is it's like kind of like he Getty. So he's it's like, like Gorilla Getty Green. This is a gorilla terrible way. Grape Ape. You never listen to Project Pat, none of you. Those three six. No. Is that like Logics? Nah, he's fucking dope. Logics, like, it's like whatever. He's just like a guy <laughs> who works in an Apple store. Yeah, it's rapper, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like some Chad. Like, some dude that used to play, like, Community College Lax that, like, raps now. Awesome. Okay. Um, speaking of community colleges, I'm sure they got none of Hetty Green's money. No. Um, no but didn't. you, you at home who just listened to this, you learned something about money. You learned that it doesn't last forever. You have to give it. It's got to go somewhere. So why not start at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast and sign up for, I don't know, $100, $200 a month, hand it over to us, and live vicariously through us as we make visits to Red Lobsters to honor Hetty Green. Yeah. Um, to we're gonna start a dog company. It's Ooh. not. It's not gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna help dogs. It's just a dog company. Get us more dogs. You hear please. that, Harry? Right. A hundred and one Dalmatians. We're gonna take a hundred and one dogs that are not Dalmatians and paint them to look like it, and that will and, be our yeah. dog company. And you will make that possible. We're by... gonna need a lot of shoe polish. Exactly. And that's we're that's 20, expensive stuff. Twenty four acres of land, and we're gonna put all of our one hundred and one Dalmatians in those acres of land, so they have enough space to grow. Like weeds. Yeah, but then we're gonna put them to work because we—that's <laughs> a lot of land. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, with that, Mike, do you have anything to add about a wonderful woman? Um, 
Not this one particular. Just any one. Just any woman. other. Yeah. Any wonderful Maybe woman. Any wonderful. Well, if you're a wonderful woman, please find me. All right. Please find Michael and big spoon him. Please save me from my Just financial like crisis that I'm in. Yep. Yeah. Um, we should any- make some Mike body p- pillows so everyone can uh, big spoon Mike. Is this bitch told me that. Like she's like, oh, you're so like confident. I'm like, that's a fucking insult, you whore. Yeah, means what? that you're out How of shape. How dare you? Means Call that you're me out fat. of shape and not small. <laughs> yeah, it's really fat. <laughs> Mike, it's a compliment. Take it. <laughs> Mike, you're I have, mocking... I have low self-esteem. I got Mike, body dysmorphia. Were... I can't be hearing that shit. Then we throw me all my cycle off. I'd be like, Mike, you're mocking, mocking L fitness, but I'm just saying, dog. Look, I'm sitting right now, my belly button's sticking out. It is. It is. It's craters. <laughs> oh, good. He's rocking. Uh, it looks like an ear. You want me to go to Law Fitness <laughs> so I can be body shamed at the pool? We're going to go together, Mike. All right. Um, Connor, thank that's you for this show. powerful hey, woman. And that's the end. We'll see you next year, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, you guys in the future. Well, we're going to deal with another powerful woman. She at least sounds like a much cooler woman. No. Shout out to the yes. ladies. No, no. No? No. No. Spo- no we- next week is going to be a lot of wasting time. What are we do. Um, <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next week to find out Tune why I am so irritated right now. <laughs> Tune in next week for how to fill dead air. Yep. Oh, roast mortem. Roast mortem. Yum. <laughs>